every single challenge, she got better and better. Becky the maid? Batman. Probably to this day is my favorite moment of this entire series. <laughs> and I am so deeply proud of her, but I know that she needs to work on her confidence because she couldn't answer why she should win over her friends because I don't think she thinks she's good enough. Mm. And that is a concern for me. No, can I just say, as someone who lives here, I think that question to three British drag queens was very hard. I think American drag queens have thought about it and they're able to tell you without you thinking, shit, what? Who died and made you drag superstar? <laughs> um, so I, I got that back. I did that. And then it was quite shocking when we went to Davina and kind of went, let me tell you. I was like, ooh. I thought with Davina we were going to get a PowerPoint display. <laughs> let me show you. <laughs> So I kind of feel like this moment is this like 11th hour twist. It's like this reminder of like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. You're on Drag Race UK. <laughs> it was such a wait a minute earthquake body language of like, hold on a second. Like this is um, culturally challenging. And I thought that was really interesting. And I kind of feel like in some ways, not in every way, but in some ways, that this is the thesis of why the Vivian won. In some ways, absolutely, yeah. From from the get go, uh, and mm -hmm. I think consistently throughout, except for maybe the one challenge that she faltered during the girl group challenge. Uh, but even then, she had some sort of confidence. She just kind of messed up a little bit. But yeah, it's it's that that age-old thing I think that RuPaul also talks about all the time is just sell it with your confidence. Uh, pay everybody no mind and keep going. Well, and I think in, in the case of the girl group challenge, it was kind of a win because it was a humanizing moment, which is like the, the secret sauce to winning Drag Race is that you have to show those human moments. You have to have those... Um, those flawed, imperfect, vulnerable moments for them to fall in love with with James, the performer. And so it was actually a win that she fucked up that week or else she would have just seemed like an ice queen the whole season. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. I mean, she had a really compelling story to talk about with addiction and that type of life that I think so many of us can relate to. And... I think that also kind of humanized her. But in terms of the competition, yeah, uh, it did melt the ice. It did thaw a little bit. Yeah. Coming down to the final three, I think we were both feeling very strongly that Davina was going to win, that she was in some ways. And, and a lot of this, I know it's the E word. It's a dirty word. But a lot of this, I do think, is a bit of editing. Um, but there was this kind of element of, of Davina throughout this season kind of finding her strength finding her confidence not second guessing herself and then by the end it was like they were sort of showing it as overconfidence whereas I feel like with mm. the Vivian it's like she came in with a certain level of confidence was humbled and then needed to kind of like find her stride again and I think that journey um, they're very similar but it's like you have to time when your confidence peaks and I feel right. like, especially on Drag Race UK, that the element of humility um, became such like a quintessential uh, part of the challenge, part of the pageant, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Especially towards the end. I, You know, I wonder if myself 
eight weeks ago was talking to myself, you know, two days ago. Should we hold up uh, a framed picture and say, what would you say to young Johnny <laughs> eight weeks ago? <laughs> well, I think it would be reverse. I think I would be having an argument because, you know, I'd be like, oh, well, you know, Davina's storyline, you, you haven't seen it yet, Johnny. But Johnny eight weeks ago would be like, no, 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 no. This is the Vivians to lose. Don't forget, like she came in at the top and she she still remained there her drag never really went down the the girl group challenge was a group challenge and she was on the losing team she happened to be on the losing team and you know it it, it was a team not chosen by her so there was a lot of other factors that went into that so i i feel like my 8 weeks ago i would have been like no 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 no, Davina's great, but she is she is second. She is a, a number two. Um, I would have loved to see either th- all three of them win. Um, obviously, my heart is with Davina for sure. And I think so many people keep saying this. Like, there really is no loser this season, especially in this top three. They all did spectacularly all season. Well, I'll just, you know, say up front this episode, the real winner of Drag Race UK was Bag of Chips. Why do you say that? Because she got a Wow Plus show without having to lip sync for it. Uh, oh, there you go. There you go, Mary. I mean, they showed at the end. And it's funny because I feel like I knew about this show before the season ended. Not only does she have a Wow Presents Plus show without having to lip sync, but she's also in the Frock Destroyers. Yeah, she has, yes. she, which which I think is also a defining moment for this season because it's something that really stuck out to everybody. It, it kind of just came out of nowhere. I mean, that's the stuff that people remember from a season oftentimes even more so than like, oh, yeah, the queen who won. It's the it's this stuff that happens along the way that becomes the memes and becomes mm. the, the quotes and becomes the beloved songs. I mean. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, bag of chips, it's kind of like on Project Runway when you win, like, the Mary Claire challenge and your, you know, your look, you know, shows up on a billboard in Times Square or you mm. win $20,000 <laughs> from uh, whoever makes the little Dixie Cups, you know. Uh, that's, like, that's what this is, like, okay. Dixie? Dixie, <laughs> yeah. Dixie Cups, is that what they're called? Yeah, just whistling Dixie over yeah, there, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, Baga also had... The quote of the season. She had much better. Yeah. I, I think she can even go with that, uh, uh-huh. with the It Gets Much Better project. Oh, my and, God. Yeah. <laughs> and just go with it because she really had this moment of, uh, yeah, I'm kind of this uh, messy drag queen, but that is UK drag. It's comedy. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. Turns I, out she really yeah. is all that and a bag of chips. Oh, Mary. <laughs> oh, it's oh, a joke God. 25 years in the making. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna pour vinegar all over that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Much better. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, and speaking of confidence, it's just very interesting because Baga was the one that, that sparked this conversation with Graham Norton. I, by the way, I loved kind of the little dig at Michelle when he's like, well, as someone who lives here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I know that you come oh. on and you put on the Madonna accent, but like, let's, let's check our zip codes before you come for me. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that little banter. And Michelle yeah. is so, so lovely. Of course she oh, took that in stride. Of course. No, I mean, that's part oh. of Michelle's charm is that she, she takes those things. She knows she's from New Jersey. <laughs> 
Right. Michelle's shoe pack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but she, uh, but Baga is the one with the least confidence and has had the least confidence to the point where she wasn't even going to lip sync one week. Uh, and who, who knows if that's real or not. Um, but uh, it was still said. And yeah, it was it was hard to read at the beginning because she was doing well. She was in confidence corner, right? Mm-hmm. When, when confidence corner turns out to just kind of be, I don't know. It seems like it was not a real place. It was just geography. It was just happened to be where three people were getting ready and they put a sign on it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think, I, I think it's, it's a really interesting, I mean, this is actually a season I'm very excited to rewatch because there's so many things from Cheryl Hole and who she was mm. being in the beginning to, I feel like, keeping an eye on Blue Hydrangea. Oh, my you know? God. What? A, no what? pun intended with the look, you know? <laughs> I know that look. Yeah. That look is so memorable. Blue Hydrangea, uh, uh, the most adorable award for me. Yeah. Oh, totally. Just like a season sweetheart. Yeah. Yes. And also in the Frock Destroyers with the legography. The legography. And I think I, and I, she was the one I enjoyed the most and was most captivate, captivated by right, the performance. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, seeing, I'll just tangent for a second. Seeing Blue Hydrangea again, I was like, oh, God, you're great. <laughs> you're great. What was I yeah. doing? I was sleeping on the sleep on Blue Hydrangea, you know? Oh, God, your eyes were closed. Yeah, yeah. right. I uh, I fell asleep <laughs> in the poppies, you know? Or my poppy. <laughs> in the hydrangeas. Yeah. yeah, well, you know. I must have been hydrangea. I wasn't uh, watching her. You know, it would be very nice to sleep on hydrangeas. They're very fluffy. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Oh, God. Well, yeah, I I appreciated Graham Norton's nuance here. Uh, Normally, you know, with judges critiques, there's not a lot that comes out of it that it's like, okay, that's an opinion or, you know, what's this edit or, oh, Michelle, that was such great shade or whatever. But uh, he certainly brought it uh, to back to the UK, back across the pond. Yeah. Yeah. I just I thought that was really interesting. And I think, um similarly when they do ask these questions of why do you think you should win the vivian the the brilliant showgirls like pageantry of vivian's answer after davina's is mm. some of like the most cunning drag queen like uh i don't know brilliance that i've ever seen on this whole series because if you really pay attention it's like she she took everything DDC just said, also knowing that Davina had the best choreography, also knowing that she probably nailed this final challenge technically right. a little more because the Vivian knew she missed a few steps. And so for her to have this speech that brings up, well, like I'm actually going to be humble about it and I'm bringing mm. like it was and to be the last speech. I mean, whether or not I don't I always wonder if they kind of choose which speech to put put in which order, depending on the power of it. But if it was really sequential the Vivian like won it in that moment. She like sealed the deal with that speech. And it was, um, I think reflecting a lot of what Graham Norton was saying as well of like, well, I'm going to be your British drag superstar. (laughs) Could, do you think that Vivian's speech kind of was her emerging as, Hey, I'm, I'm now an adult in the room. I think it was kind of a reminder that she's always been the adult in the room. Mm. I don't think that I think that the the queen we saw sitting a little bit higher than everybody else and untucked uh, and and the queen that was kind of walking around like she owned the owned the workroom. I, I don't know. Like, I, I guess I I, I know that I was kind of rooting for DDC by the end, but 
the Vivian earned it fair and square. She killed the challenges. She killed the reality TV yeah. side of things. Um, she brought, you know, a backstory and a message and showed humanity and and um, kind of proved that sometimes it's it's uh, it's good to lip sync. It's good to fail and show them who you are in those moments. I mean, like this is. I, I kind of feel like looking back, the Vivian is just, it's like going to be like a Bianca Del Rio. It's like, this is how you win a season. Right, right, right. You got to give it to her, Biella. You, you got to give it, it to her. her. Yeah. 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 I am really, really happy with the top three and obviously thrilled. Oh, it's Confidence Corner. It's Davina. Oh, oh Davina. Davina oh, my, my Davina DeCampo. De <laughs> beep, beep. Excuse me. I, oh, excuse me. Oh, yeah. No more excuse me's from Davina. Oh, oh beep. Oh, oh, beep. Yeah. She's oh, beeping me out there. Ugh. <laughs> Honking at me like an American. Right. Interrupting my praise of the Vivian. Yeah. yeah uh, naturally. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What a great queen. Uh, and, and happy to see that, you know, in a way it's, it's a safe ending to the season, right? Yeah. Oh, it's a safe ending. But I think that like the receipts are all kind of there. You know, like, I also feel like there was, you know, I kind of went into this episode thinking, and we talked about this, that, like, they've been telling Davina's story all season, and this that seems like the natural conclusion that that queen, that story wins. It's almost like jinxy, you know? Mm -hmm. And I kind of feel like it was like, we forgot. Like, Tammy, you forgot. This is Drag Race UK. And this is, and, and in that lens, it's really the Vivian story that would win, mm. you know? Right, right. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. And I'm just kind of armchair theorizing. Like, it, as Drag Race kind of, you know, Drag Race UK, Drag Race Australia, Drag Race Canada, Drag Race Thailand, obviously, do those cultural shifts affect the kind of storylines that win that season? Say say that again? Do those do, Does the fact that it's Drag Race Thailand, does that change the kind of narratives that we expect to see oh, win I a think season? Oh, so. You know? I think so. I like think what so. values Absolutely. are important to show, what storylines are important to tell. I mean, yeah. Yeah. You know. And, you know, and, and to bring up just another, you know, drag analytic, the idea that the winner of Snatch Game goes on to win the season. Right. This is another example mm -hmm. of someone who who did it. And even further, I think it took the piss out of everybody that she did Donald Trump. And yeah. the fact that she did something that was so, so timely, so scathing, and also so impeccable was in from the eyes across the pond. It was like, whoa, okay, that's that's UK drag. Yeah, I mean, I think even if you look at like you know the very end of the episode when her crowning speech is impersonating the worst of America. Oh my God, like, I know. The layers of that are so smart. I just, I thought that's such a cool, like, reminder of, like, what drag is doing, you know? Sure. Yeah. Just turning it on its head. No, yeah. it feels good. Yeah. Um, so, let's jump into this finale. I think we have uh, some more thoughts to talk about. Uh, but before we do, Mary, would you tell our Marys what they're listening to? I mean, this is my last chance after this. like <laughs> Last chance accents. <laughs> I, last chance accents. Because, I mean, until we do Drag Race Australia and then <laughs> God help all you. All McCain, I'm doing it again. So I, for, know. I know. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. This is Drag oh, yeah, Race no. Australia. Um, uh, 
Um, Aussie, Aussie drag rice. Anyway, that's not what this is. This is another episode of All Right, Mary. <laughs> all right, Mary. All right, Mary. Which is, of course, our podcast dedicated to all things drag race, the world of drag race, and the paradigm that RuPaul's created with his BBC TV show. <laughs> I'm Johnny, and I'm the dog's bollocks. And I'm Colin, and you're right, babes. <laughs> I just, RuPaul... I I just want to give RuPaul a good little cuddle and a squeeze and an ear tug for every yeah. time she wants to say, you're right, babes. So I'm like, I know you. I know who you are. I saw you. I saw you. <laughs> I see you. I see you. I saw you. And I or want as all- the squirrel friends would say, we see you. you. <laughs> I just want all the Marys who have sent us I saw you suggestions to know that I see you. Mm. I have said this before, and I just want to confirm it. It may not be real. It may be something that I have exaggerated over time from something else. But I love that everybody was on the hunt. And oh, and keep sending them because yeah. Colin, I, if you if I may, you had this brilliant idea of just putting a supercut of all of them together. Oh, and it'll still happen. Just I had I had a busy week, and we're going into a <laughs> holiday week, so next week, so I've got some time. Uh, to, you know, lay down some fat beats. <laughs> Is that what the kids say? I can hold the tune. I can no. carry a note. Car- hold a note. Yeah. I can hold a note. And it says, Colin, don't ever say fat beats again. <laughs> yeah, please don't. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think. I don't think. <laughs> uh, so, Mary, what did... What are your thoughts, before I share mine, I'd like to know, just in general, what are your thoughts on this finale episode? I um, I enjoyed it. I mean, it's a, it's a standard model. They don't deviate from, you know, from the uh, main and two sides that you get from the finale on, you know, RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, I think, I think the model works. But I also feel like because we've seen it so many times, I know where it doesn't. It's like, okay, well, they just learned the choreography. So you can't keep playing this game with me of like, oh, well, you know, if you don't have it by tomorrow, like you're going to be fucked. It's like nobody has it that quickly. Um, (laughs) I think the podcasts, it's so silly because they're not actually on the podcast. I wish they actually did a full episode and we got to any or like a 20 minute episode that they release afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, all three of them there. Yeah. I think that would be like have a what's the tea that kind of features each of the interviews. Sure. Um, But, you know, show us just a segment of it on on the finale. I feel like it's a it's a really smart mini challenge to, you know, get at the human being behind the drag, but um it just feels it re- so weird that it's not real, you know? It, it, yeah, it reminds me of the Boulay brothers during season 2 talking to the to the performers on the balcony of that theater. Yes. Do you know what I'm yes. talking about? Like yes. that's kind of what uh-huh. it, this made me think of where it's kind of like Okay, take off the drag. Let's talk about this competition. Let's talk about you. Let's get a little bit deeper. Let's give you some praise and some feedback and really get into it. And I I think the podcast conversations coming out of the really problematic Tic Tac lunches uh, is is a, a welcomed addition to the finale episode. I'm glad that it's there and that it's not just, you know, them struggling in rehearsal. 
Yeah, I I agree. I just I wish it didn't feel like such a. Perf- I think it's the it's the weird irony of this is where we're gonna get to know the real you, but we're gonna do it in this really fake way. Right. Right. And I think right, that's right. the problem. You know. Yeah, it's a, it's in quotes, which I think is also kind of in line with the whole thing. You know, my problem with this finale, the, the season is great. I think all the queens are great. It was it was entertaining, but. I would be lying if I didn't admit that the formula is becoming a little too predictable and restrictive. And restrictive because I don't think that their talents are showcased the way that they could be. I mean, if the if the prize is their own Wow Presents Plus show, wouldn't the perfect finale be a pitch to the producers? And we see what they're going to do in a, in a similar way of Drag Race Thailand, yeah. where the finale is a bigger ordeal it's not a a song that they have to sing and dance to when that very well might not be the strength i mean bianca del rio sure she sold the song but was that her strength is that what she went on and did no and i think it would have been cooler to see bag of chips do some comedy the vivian to do some sort of um large spectacle character creation type of thing and Davina to do a variety show, right? Something like that where they can use other queens on the season, they can use the pit crew, and they have a little bit longer to concoct it. I mean, is it is it off to say that this for Drag Race UK's finale, it went very American? Um, yeah. Like, am, right. I, am I just misunderstood about, like, the kinds of stuff, you're, kind of drag you're going to see in the UK? It just, I don't know. It was just this feeling of, like, you know, it made me think of Dragula and, like, Yavska having to get out of her type of drag and do, like, a different type of drag mm. to kind of fit in, you know, with, with the challenge. Um, you know, or, or any other queen who has to kind of, like, abandon what they do to kind of fit the specifics of the challenge. And I, I guess I felt with this, I, or maybe if it's not necessarily that it's too super American, I think, similar to your point, it's too homogenized. We're looking at three very different queens and asking them to do the exact same thing and dress the exact same way and kind of do this one style of drag where it does feel like the thesis all season is, no, there's different types of drag, but... To win, you need to do this, like, very, like, American season three drag race kind of challenge. Yeah, season three Glamazon type of drag where, yeah, this, it's so out of context. I think that's what it was for me. It just seems so out of context. And granted, I understand, right, this is a way to create a baseline. It's a way to just you know, do something kind of easy, feature a RuPaul song. But I guarantee that this single, this To The Moon new single, is not going to sell as much as the Frock Destroyers, right? Yeah. They're, I, they already did a singing challenge and dancing challenge. I, I don't know why we're seeing it again. Yeah, I, I really, it would have, I feel like, you know, the All-Stars talent shows are so great and so smart and I think are so in line with, the kind of thesis of like, oh, there's all different types of drag and, and different, you know, ways of kind of being great in drag. And I think to put that at the end, the way Drag Race Thailand does, basically, um, is that's when it's kind of most important. You know, it's like it because to your point, it's like, what are they going to do next? And so yeah, that's what we really should be gonna, judging them gonna, on. They're going to have a show on Wild Presents Plus. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, and. And I I can't believe that I'm actually saying this and that I thought this while I was watching it, but I 
I would have loved if the queens got to choose the top two because at least it would have been unexpected. Yeah, in some ways, you know, it makes me think, is this just like a pilot season, you know? Like, let's just stick mm, to a tried and true model. Sure. Let's not change shit up too much, get people comfortable with this because we are coming at this from the point of view of people who have watched so many seasons of Drag Race and drag right. competition shows. And there are folks in the UK who've never watched Drag Race. This is their sure. first impression. And so from that point of view, to kind of sell them on the franchise, it it stays in a pretty uh, safe zone. And I, I get... I understand why, you know? Yeah. I, it would have been cool, though, if the challenge was more in line with the strengths of Bag of Chips, right? Or if the challenge played to all of their strengths and we got to see them all at the top of their game and really judge from there instead yeah. of this thing where it's like, well, okay, Bag is going to be third. <laughs> You know, I mean, that was the thing the whole time. It felt like we just knew going in that Baga was going to be third and it was really about um, whether it's going to be Davina or the Vivian. And of course, the the big twist is that Baga won. So, <laughs> right, um, right, right. I just she like won. Yeah, she won. She it just bears repeating. She won. She won through three repeater badges. She won Snatch Game. She got much better. She did Frock <laughs> Destroyers. She yeah. um, I mean, she got to like lip sync and win a lip sync. And then to win the final prize, she didn't yeah. have to lip sync. She got right. to go just hang out. Oh, I, I just, I, she didn't have, she won. I, I know I've said this before, but it just bears repeating emphatically. Bag of Chips won season one of Drag Race UK. And, and you know what? I don't know if you saw, it, it, this. I thought this was so fascinating. Did you see RuPaul's uh, personal questions as you get closer by Vanity Fair on YouTube by any chance? Um, I, I mean, I saw that he was, you know, she was on the cover, but I haven't dug into it all. Okay. So there is a YouTube video with RuPaul. Just, just search Mary's RuPaul Vanity Fair. And basically there's a dolly that gets closer and closer as they ask questions to RuPaul about a certain topic. And there's four topics. It's kind of a long video. It's like, uh, maybe 12 minutes. And in one of the questions was, how did you create your persona of RuPaul, the Glamazon? And one of the things RuPaul said was, I, I created my persona by thinking about how it could be a caricature, how it could be drawn on paper and be recognized. And what I love about Bag of Chips out of all three is that she iconicized herself very distinctly from the Vivian and Davina DeCampo by having that yellow Muppet thing during her confessionals. I will only, you could draw a stick figure and then put yellow on both sides of it and I'd go bag of chips. Yeah, I think of like Katya and that, that coat she wore in season seven, um, mm. that like tropical you know uh, blazer that she wore. And I think of that, I'm like, oh, I, I'm always going to remember that. I'm always going to see that. Um, I mean, I think that's the key is that you have to not just kind of like brand and iconicize your drag. You have to brand and iconicize yourself. Yes. And it has to be like who you are because then you don't have to just be in this one form that people love you for, you know? Like right. Katya was able to trans, she could be many different iterations. And while the drag didn't change dramatically, a podcast, a web show, a one woman show, you know, now she got this new thing on Netflix with Trixie. They did Unha, you know, like yeah. she does all these different things, but people love the person of Katya. So they'll follow her anywhere. 
Yeah, like Alyssa Edwards. Uh, like Alyssa Raw. <laughs> Alyssa Raw. Alyssa Raw. You know, can I just say, <laughs> this episode of on Wow Plus, it, you know, this is specifically for that experience. You know, there's kind of the same commercials. And this episode, there was this new, you know, pre-roll ad for Alyssa mm. Raw, this new Wow Presents show. Oh, but it, so good. At the end of every episode... I just, I kind of missed, this This was always when I stopped, when I hit pause, was when it would cut to the ad for the, like, the Work the World tour, and it was literally right, saying, we are the largest, <laughs> fiercest, pause, <laughs> we are the largest, fiercest. Yes. I just, uh. every time, as soon as she got to fiercest, I hit pause. I just, but I always, I kind of hated and loved and needed to hear her say, largest, <laughs> Oh, uh, that's uh, talk about a pizza queen, right? Yeah, Ugh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, wait, why are we talking about that? Oh, oh, Alyssa the Edwards commercial, being the Alyssa iconic. Yeah. Yes, okay, the right, Raw, right. Out of yeah. drag and in drag. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think that's a great point. Is they that they do need to iconicize themselves in and out of drag. I'm trying to think of any other examples. I mean, obviously Bianca Del Rio. I think we can we can say. Had that quality out mm-hmm. during the confessionals, right? Yeah, and I think it's like you know, it, and it's not necessarily that we see her or we these queens. We like you know, it's that we always see them out of drag. But it's like just the the performer themselves, the energy. The, like we're not in love with. I don't care what Bianca looks like. I, it's, it's like pizza queens. I don't care what Katya looks like. I don't care what Bianca looks like. Right. But I like. I'm not as focused on the fact that she wore the same dress every every challenge and won because it didn't matter. E- everything else I was so interested in, and uh, you know I think others other examples of that. I mean that's oh, that's a good question. I mean I don't know Nina West. You know? Oh sure, yeah. yeah. Out of drag, we loved her. In drag, we loved her because we loved her. Out of drag. So back to across the pond. Then is Baga is Baga a an arena queen? Baga, I think Baga is what the Viv said. If I'm going to a pub on a Sunday, that's what I want to see. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love the notion. It's kind of like, you know, the whole idea of set and setting, you know, is like that is important. And I think the idea of Baga Chips doing this drag in a pub, everyone's having, you know, having their fish and chips and she's having going a around. Pint. Yeah, and she's <laughs> she's doing some, you know, slaggy bit on stage or walking around flirting with people lip syncing or singing (laughs) i love that like i just and and the fact that like the look doesn't matter well in that setting of course the look wouldn't matter and yeah while there's lots of queens doing drag brunches looking impeccable that idea of being this like commoner queen in the pub um it makes sense that there's this kind of like drunk aunt quality to the drag yeah, I think of her as like a Mrs. Lovett. I feel like uh-huh. you can have bag of chips as meat pies. And, you know, mm-hmm. she's just serving pies on a Sunday to a sold-out crowd and, yeah. and just taking the piss out of everything. Pies and chips, you know? Yeah, <laughs> pies and chips, pies and thighs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Why don't you um, spread those vicious thighs? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jerry. <laughs> What's the start of that joke? Oh, I can't um, think of it oh, now. Oh, Drake, why'd you spread those vicious lies? <laughs> why uh, don't you spread, spread those, those vicious, vicious thighs? thighs. <laughs> Drake. Drake. <laughs> Drake, I, like. Drake. I, Drake. Like, I, I would totally have camper time with Drake Rogers. He's disgusting. <laughs> He's gross. He's, He's gross. so gross. Yeah, yeah. 
What does she say about his rock hard one? She's like, oh, you could uh, chip a tooth on it. I could it. chip I a just... tooth on that thing. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, strange with candy. Oh. Uh, so, uh, okay. So we have this this whole finale. I, I don't. I don't know how many other thoughts I have except to maybe think about the season as a whole um, and, a, and a big hole. Well, <laughs> I mean, hole. I, I, I don't I don't want to zoom out for a second longer before acknowledging the, and validating that all season I have been predicting Cheryl Hole's gotcha moment in Untucked. And I just want to name that we actually, I have been saying this from like episode one. We got a Cheryl Hole gotcha moment in the last episode. I was right. I was right. Well, I was right. I was right. I just, when that happened, I stood, I almost stood up. I did not stand up. I'm not going to hyperbolize yeah, for not. the story. But I, a stander. I'm not a stander because, you know, my legs are folded under me. I'm a little stoned, you know. But I Definitely did like a bag of chips, like wide open mouth moment, and it just felt so good. I was, <laughs> it felt so good. I just gotcha. so anyway, Cheryl Hole. Uh, I also just want to mention Cheryl Hole, like her friendship with Baga, and oh, the fact I know. that they're so different in great. some ways uh. is so like when Cheryl said, like, um. She said something like, oh, to me, very, very fun. And I don't know what that very, very thing is. That's like a bag of thing. That's a reference, once again, that I don't get. But um, mm. for our UK Marys, help me out. Um, but uh, I just loved when Cheryl did that. It was so like, you know, when you, uh, what's the word for it? What's that term when you uh, mirror, when you mirror somebody? There's this sort of sweetness about that, you know? That was certainly an unexpected, beautiful friendship that, you know, they solidified when they saw each other again, which I thought was great. I loved how great the vinegar looked, just kind of... The you know, vinegar? Come, the vinegar, yeah. Uh, vinegar, uh, vinegar vinegar strokes, yes. Yeah. Um, my cousin Vinegar, uh, if you will. If you will. Um, if you will. Yeah. Um, oh, and, yeah, you blend. Oh, yeah. I mean, you that blend. has said that's so appropriate with... <laughs> Love it. Um, mm. Yeah, she wore this for you. I yeah. went through all this for you. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just happy to see her again. And of course, you know, Miss Congeniality, I, I know you mentioned giving it to Cheryl Hole, but seeing something wrong again, I was like, oh, man. And then oh, her I, dancing in the background, I'm like, just give it to her. <laughs> I thought, I feel like, I thought we had talked about that. I thought something wrong was going to get, is going to get Miss Congeniality. If they're going to do uh, that, I don't think that's going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. But I, yeah. you know, I, but I thought that you were kind of thinking Cheryl Hole could get it. I or think did that, I, did I say that? I mean, maybe we talked about it. I don't remember, but I uh, roll the tape. But I think that Cheryl Hole from a sort of fan fi there's something about Cheryl Hole this season where it's like you got to give her something. I mean, Pizza Queen is Pizza Queen a is choosy. Her award. We'll give her a choosy. Yeah, a choosy. You know? Yeah. But yeah. um no, I I totally agree. I think something Wong is is absolutely uh she or Vinegar are really like has have been described by the other queens as the heart and soul of the season. Um, yeah. So yeah. I And they had a great know, friendship on the show too, which yeah. I loved. But it's like um, looking at it, it's yeah. like I, you know I say what I was saying about Cheryl I could say the exact same thing about Blue Hydrangea. Okay. Okay. Right. Right. Especially looking back. Right. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, there's she, just like her, you got to get her being her on the show. Her being on the show, being so like kind of monumental in a way. Uh, we could we could call her the eye of the season. <laughs> she was, yeah. We, we'll call her the eye of the season. Eye, eye. The eyes have it. Yeah. Um, um, blink and we bl- missed her. <laughs> um, I sorry to jump around a little bit, but there's a question I had about the final challenge. Just before we zoom out, why was Baga dressed in gold and the other two were in blue during the final challenge? I don't know. Because then they also like almost cri- they criticized the dress and said oh, it was molting. And it was like, this feels like one of those looks they were given by production. Because why would Davina and yeah. Vivian have the same look? And then, yeah, this you know, weird Christmas decoration over here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was yeah. a Christmas decoration. Yeah, yeah like she New Year's. Yeah, 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 yeah. She was Boxing definitely Boxing Day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She was a a bowl of Boxing Day tinsel. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the other thing I I just wanted to mention was the nuance of how uh, people in the UK say samba. They say samba. Samba. Yes, they also say pasta instead of. Oh, pasta. I know. My 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 old boss used to say pasta. Pasta. Uh, this and this call I call the whole thing off. It's yeah, all for, off. just forget it. So let's start with noodles and see where that gets you. Um, Throw my tomatoes at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and and this certainly was true in Australia. I'm not sure if it's the same in the UK, but they would say parmesan instead of parmesan. Oh, parmesan. Parmesan. Yeah. Um, parmesan. I've well, heard that. Uh, my my British boss used to say parmesan too. Yeah. If I could, this is also more about Australia, but when I studied abroad in Australia and I got there, it was like a 38 hour, 32 hour something trip and finally got there and I was super delirious and I got to the campus where I was staying and I went to the like, um, the little cafe or whatever. And I was just like, I, I just, I was like, I, I just need to get some food or something. And I will always remember the guy behind the counter. He said, uh, what are you after? No, I was like, what? What? Are, I, I don't just can. I don't know. And then I Dick. said, Dick, what are you after? I was like, I, and it just it was like, what do you mean? What am I after? I'm not like rubbing my palms together and ooh, what am I after? It was like, I'm just can I get a menu? And then uh, what I think before, he, yeah, right. Uh, you should have seen me before, yeah. And then I always remember that he had recommended um, potato jackets. And I oh potato jackets. Potato He's been jackets. talking about those for years. I, I that has become an indelible part of my life. Is <laughs> is someone saying what are you after? Potato jackets? <laughs> oh God, potato jackets! Yeah, potato you introduced jackets. me to that phenomenon of potato jackets. Potato, it's potato jack- skins, it's right? Potato, it's potato skins. skins. Yeah, okay. Potato jackets. <laughs> What do you I think that's, it's so much cuter to call them jackets because skins course. is kind of like Silence of the Lambs. You know? Of course, of course, yeah, yeah. Um, sack of spuds, you sack know. Of, yeah, right. Yeah, um, <laughs> but it's just like sack of jackets. Yeah, a sack of jackets. Yeah, exactly. I think we need a jacket here. I think yeah. we. <laughs> I think that was. <laughs> I wish I could go back, to fifteen years, and say, I think we need a jacket here. <laughs> I don't even know if the movie was out yet, but I, <laughs> if only I wasn't so it jet wasn't. lagged. I don't think it was. I don't yeah. know. It was 2006, so. Okay, maybe it was. Yeah. Maybe it was. Yeah. It, it uh, I guess needed... I was still in college when yeah. that came out. Yeah, okay. Well, I'll tell yeah. you this. Those potato jackets were delicious. Oh, I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. They loaded it up with cheese and sour cream. <laughs> I think there may have been some cheese and bacon. Uh, 
Ugh. Yeah, yeah, more than great coats. That cafe was more than great coats. I really I wait, 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 wait a second. It was not called. Oh, more than great. It wasn't called more than great coats. No, I wish. Yeah, it's just a Burlington Coat Factory joke. You make them when you can. If we don't make these references, we lose them. That's very true, Russ Matthews. Yeah, absolutely. BCFs are closing all over this great nation. Why? Why are they closing? I don't know. I assume Amazon. They are. Probably, Amazon. I yeah. did. I did start looking for a coat on Amazon, and I did not go to Burlington Coat Factory. So, oh, M- Mary, I got to tell you, I ever since I've been like googling Portland and looking at Portland and whatever, um, I have been getting all of these great ads uh, all over the internet, and then especially on Instagram for just fall jackets Mm. it's like very portland weather jackets and i'm like oh my god i want all of them (laughs) yes uh fall jacket we need a jacket here i think we need a jacket here i think we need a pea coat here pee on me (laughs) pee on me jerry you're crazy pee on me (laughs) <laughs> I'm as damp as a cellar down there. Oh, mildewy. Unk, unk. It's like a clown horn. Like a clown horn. <laughs> uh. Oh, God. Anyway, um, so just kind of zooming out, because we've talked about samba and pasta uh, and how charmed I am, slash just confused by it. It always gives me pause when somebody says pasta. And so that reminded me. Yeah, uh, when they said samba. Yeah, same. No, I same every every time I would hear it, I was like, ugh, that doesn't sound like it's gonna be good. <laughs> so I thought we could kind of zoom out a little bit, end our coverage of Drag Race UK, and God, it was such a great little season. I'm so happy it was only eight episodes. We got to really know these ten queens. It wasn't like there were fifteen or fourteen, and you know. Six of them didn't really have much of a story, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I was when they did that final runway of all the queens, it was like, oh, yeah, we kind of got a a sense of all of you. It was the whole ensemble. Everyone got a moment, you know, and it wasn't too many queens. It wasn't too short. Yeah, this was it was a solid season. I, I don't think it was a I don't think it was weak. I don't think it was misdirected. I don't think it was uh, superfluous. I'm down for more of it, you know? Yeah, I thought most of the challenges were great. There was only a little bit of rigor morris that we kind of saw. We got a makeover challenge. You know, obviously we got Snatch Game. We got a really great acting challenge. We got girl groups. This, we had the puppets, right? Even the mini challenges, I wasn't, you know, know, take what you will about the the, the underwear um, guessing game. But, but, you know, even the mini challenges I thought were were fine um i especially like the first one when they had to take the picture with their head off and you know there were there were some good moments and obviously rupaul's energy michelle's big dick energy i thought really aided the season i and speaking of rupaul sorry i'm just like getting it all out right now but speaking of rupaul rupaul looked amazing this whole season and hats off to raven and natasha and the new wig guy curtis uh, I think his name is Curtis Foreman, I wrote down. Um, th- th- fabulous looks. Really fabulous looks. Yeah, I, I think Rue looked great this season. I think Rue, as a, uh, in terms of the reality TV side of things, this last episode with Baga was really like, 
pulling out the you know pulling out the stops for <laughs> um i don't know what the i don't know what the british emmy award i don't yeah. know what the british tv award would be um I know in Australia it would be a Logie, but I can't think of what it is in the US. It's just, that's all I have is just these like tangential like Australian references that I try to shoehorn in as a British reference. And it's like, well, if you dust, if you dust off all of the like, you know, uh, being, you know, extradited to a prison island, it's basically Brits, right? Um, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Australia. Is it it the National Television Awards, the British Academy Television Awards? I'm looking up here. I don't know. I mean, it's not, is it a BAFTA? BAFTA? BAFTA. BAFTA. Does BAFTA yeah. do TV as well? Yes, BAFTA television. Yeah. All right. Well, um, looking for a Baffy, you know. Um, <laughs> a BAFTA chips? <laughs> yeah, a BAFTA chips. A BAFTA chips. That is, yes. Uh, amen. Um, yeah, I uh, I thought RuPaul was great this season. And obviously, and Michelle was great. I think Michelle, you could just see her feeling her oats being in the UK as her favorite place. And she got to just kind of like be immersed in it and be on Strictly Dancing. And like yeah. Michelle is having such a good 2019 as far as uh, I'm seeing it. I'm sure right. she's had a couple rough days, you know? Sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, the she's boobs, raising kids. You know, yeah. And the boobs. Yeah. She's raising kids. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I wonder, Mary, who your best supporting actress of the season is. Looking at it from a whole, from a. Not necessarily a Cheryl hole, but a a hole of just the whole time. The whole time. The whole time. It's the um, story that was told of, mm-hmm. of Drag Race UK. Yeah. Who's going to be the best supporting actress in your mind? I have a very clear winner. So do I. It's very to me. I I wrote this down even in my notes. Bag of chips is the BSA of the season. She is the Ruth Gordon of the season. <laughs> She is the Ruth Gordon of Drag Race UK. Wow. Like, I thought it would be Cheryl. I really did. I, you know, I really felt like Cheryl Hole was hitting all of the notes for me of like, but Pizza Queen and BSA are two potentially different things. Yes. And I think all told, and this really was confirmed by the ba- by the last episode, to be clear. It's like, okay. down to the ultimate ant drag on the runway. Ant Chips, 1976 Long Island Bar Mitz for realness. This is <laughs> totally. what a BSA looks like. So sell me, Miss Selma. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me why... For me, Davina DeCampo is the best supporting actress because of her loss. Because she turned out to be not humble enough. She had the moment uh, with the Vivian. um, Bullshit, Vivian. That's bullshit. She had that whole speech. Uh, She had this really great B-side story arc, right? This B story throughout the season against Vivian's A. And for me, it seems like there were more kind of up and down comedic and tragic, in quotes, obviously, moments for Davina DeCampo. So I hear what you're saying. I think Davina falls more into a, like, a leading actress category for me. Really? Yeah. So with Baga, so we talk about this shameless plug on Best Supporting Podcast, my relatively new podcast with Nick Kachanov from Squirrel Friends Cocktail Hour. Um, but talking about best supporting actresses like the thing for me that resonates or why someone is a best supporting actress it's like about a frequency that you're playing to be RuPaul about it like it's someone who is on a different frequency it's someone who is like they 
Okay. You hear them in the crowd, you know, because it's like, ooh, this is just a different energy. This is just standing okay. out to me. And I think that's what it was about Baga. It was the fact that her looks weren't super polished and she was just this kind of like, you know, scrubber, you know, like she was doing that whole thing. And and then we saw in the last episode, we did kind of see that dismantled a little bit and mm. not to the point where it was unbelievable or or that like it betrayed how we knew her because she didn't all of a sudden become this blubbery mess. She didn't take their compliments and start crying like they maybe sure. wanted. She was still her and down to the very end to say these two deserve it more than me. Like mm. those moments are so best supporting actress moments because okay. it's just a different frequency. I'm, you know, that's a really great way to frame it because I guess now I see the A storyline as Davina versus the Vivian. And totally. that's been from the beginning to the point where even in the podcast, they were like, was Vivian your saboteur? Was she the voice? Would do you think she was doing that on purpose? And this whole story that they're pushing between the Vivian and uh, it's almost like, you know, there's two lead actresses and then there's the best supporting actress. Yeah. The friend. The friend. The friend. And Baga was very much the friend. And certainly on a different frequency in the same way of, you know, a Whoopi Goldberg being on a different frequency in that whole entire movie. If this was if this was Ghost, the Vivian was Patrick <laughs> Swayze, Davina DeCampo was Demi Moore, yes. and Baga Chips <laughs> was Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston was Whoopi Goldberg. Oh God, no! Yes, not when it's sorry, not the bodyguard, I, Mary. <laughs> sorry, Whitney Houston. We have a problem. I had the yes. W in my mind, and then the, the rest just went akimbo. But, well, I give um, you a big L on that one. Um, and Cheryl Hole is, you know, one of the friends. Uh, she's one. one of, she's one of, one of the sisters. She's sisters, one of Whoopi's yes. sisters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. oh my God! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! If we're gonna play this little game, then who is uh, who is sexy? Uh, Tony Goldwyn. Tony Goldwyn. Yes. Oh, who who were we? Carl. Um, <laughs> it was at the, one of the. Oh, Carl. That was that was his name. Um, who would be Carl? Because Carl was kind of tough, He's and the villain. The villain yeah. was kind of hot. I, there really wasn't like it's tough. A villain Stop. this season. I think it's fair mm. to say there really wasn't a villain. There really wasn't a villain. That's very true. Wow. Drag Race UK did not have a villain, and it was successful. Go yeah. figure. Go figure. Go figure. There really wasn't. We don't need a villain, Mary. We don't need a we villain. Don't. No. I mean, no. that's such an evolution. Uh, I mean, I guess you look at Drag Race Thailand. I wonder if there have been villains there necessarily, you know? Well, there were there's there was some cheating, babe. Well, that's know? different. There's there's <laughs> babe, babe, babe. <laughs> Listen, babe. Pangina. Babe. Beeb and babe. Hey babe. Hey babe. Oh, beep. Hey babe. Beep. <laughs> Do you want anything, babe? Uh, um, I'm not gonna right, call babes. her. I'm not gonna use the word baby. Now I'm like transitioning over to oh, Dragula God. references. It's, it's, it's like you're short circuiting. Uh, it is. <laughs> I am stroking out right now. Uh, it's like uh, you know, not um, uh, Stepford Wise, but Stepford Queens. Yeah. Stepford. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. The Stepford podcasters. Yeah. Yes, that's right. That's us. That's us. That's us. <laughs> that's me. All and right, here, so, the so new sex in the city. <laughs> Girls. Girls. Learn to Dunham. Right, right. Started it all. Started it all. <laughs> and then here it is, the Sopranos. Started, Started it, it all. all. <laughs> Learn to Dunham. That's what I Learn said. Dunham. Lena that's Dunham. Dunham. That's what I said. Lena Dunham. Yeah. yeah that's what I said.
All right, Mary. So we have the BSA of the season. I think we're kind of agreeing that Bag of Chips is the, you know, obviously Davina could have been nominated, but Davina's kind of in her own category with, you know, lead actress. Who is your best comedic performance of the season? Oof, best comedic performance. That is a, I mean, I, I hate to be repetitive, but I think, Baga as Margaret Thatcher was yes. so funny and so, I mean, it, it to me it is solidly next to Jinx Monsoon as Little Edie. She just I I mean it's part of why she's now going to have this Wow Plus show, mm-hmm. um, doing this. I mean I don't know how long you can extend the joke, but I think the nuance of having the red eyes and making her kind of like this zombie <laughs> vampire Thatcher, it like it's just um. I think that she she definitely is bag of charisma, and that is part of what makes her so funny. Is it's so charming as well? Oh, agreed. And I think that her performance of the, as the maid, as kind of one of the quotes from the season. I mean, much better. It, I mean, she milked it, and it's one of those things that will continue to just be remembered from the season. Yeah, and that was also part of her comedy. Uh, not to mention all the other times that she made us laugh in the Talking Heads. Just throughout the season, I thought she was, she always brought comedy. It never went off brand. Yeah. I would say unintentional funniest is Cheryl. I mean, Cheryl has just been a a goose to watch the whole season. Well, she's the pizza queen. She's the pizza queen. She's the the bumpy bottom pizza queen. Yeah. Uh, Other other awards. um, Best lead actress. Well, I mean, I think they have been, I think if you, again, going back and watching the season, it's been... Uh, not dueling, but sort of a, like a DNA strand of intertwining stories where you watch Davina, you watch the Vivian. Mm. These are the two lead actress stories happening all season. Right. I do think when it comes down to like this category, the choosies for best actress, I it's absolutely Davina DeCampo. And your reasoning for that? My reasoning for that is is kind of what your reasoning was for her being best supporting actress. Got it. I think it's really that in the best actress field. The Vivian was great, but I think like that crying moment that we got when about like being a teacher and looking at kids now oh, sure. and like yep. the humanity that we saw of Davina in these moments and the choice to like go against the grain and play confident and not be mm. self-deprecating and question that. Like it's, that's very like, that's really cool. Uh, it's good TV. It's great TV. And I think, especially in the context of drag race UK for a queen to kind of call that out. And even if it becomes a bit of a fatal flaw in some ways, it's, that's really interesting. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that humanity is so important to, connecting and being memorable all the things we we're talking about with like a, a Trixie and a Katia and a Latrice uh, and a Monet and a Nina like all of those those qualities are so important and the fact that she called it out and talked about even from the beginning she was the one that pointed out the difference between old school drag and new school drag mm-hmm. and kind of being the one that's you know doing a little bit of both and I think that's important and I think the fact that she's able to talk about that on this platform shows uh, shows an awareness and uh, for me solidifies that there is not only does she have this great story arc but there is there is heart and there's thought behind how she was on this show, which I appreciated. Yeah, 
Yeah, she was really uh, a very interesting contestant. Uh, I keep using the word interesting, but I just think that in some ways that is kind of perfect for her. She's just so interesting. Like, mm. she's, yeah, I, it's the kind of queen where, like, looking at her, talking to her, hearing her, watching her perform, like, you, you kind of have your eyes glued. Yeah, in and out of drag. Yeah. I think she, she captivated me, absolutely. Yeah. What do you, uh, the next category is super easy. Best original song. Oh, yeah. By, by a landslide, by break a landslide. up, bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> by yeah. the Frog Destroyers. By the Frog Destroyers. I mean, just <laughs> great. Just so good. And the legography. Yes, and the only one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. I mean, there's not much competition. I wouldn't say it was the, um, the new... To the moon mix, yeah. No, no. Yeah. And, you know, no shade to the work that the queens did on that, but, you know, we know a, we know a meme when we see one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's gay yeah. culture, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Mary, I don't have any other awards unless you wanted to add some other thoughts about the, the whole season. I mean, I would say if there is a world where there is an all-stars or queens you'd like to see come back and compete again, if you had to choose you know, two to three out of this season, who would you really love to see um, come back again, either because, you know, they are owed a second chance or because of growth after a couple of years? Like, mm. who would excite you? I think that's a hard one, actually. I mean, Blue Hydrangea, I think I really want to see again. Same. Um, definitely Blue Hydrangea. I'm going to put Scaredy Cat on that list. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Right? I, think, I mean, that was yeah. her first gig. It's like, wow, let's let's see what else happens when you're not 19, you know? Yeah, these are kind of, those are actually the two that I would choose, a Scaredy Cat and Blue Hydrangea. Yeah, the, definitely those two. And then Something Wong, I think, I think yeah. deserves another shot at it. Because she, if you remember, Mary, if you go back, those, that first look, I mean, I... I, I can't say uh, it was the stamp look. I can't say enough about it. That should have won for me. She was doing out of the box drag, and I'm ready to see where that goes in two years. Even though she was in a box, um, uh, wasn't she like sort of in a box in that look uh, as a stamp? But anyway, yeah, yeah, um, that, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, so you know, clever. That's very funny. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I hear you. I don't. Party. I love. I yeah. I love something Wong. I don't know if. Um, I don't know if I feel like I need to see her in the competition again versus like her doing her thing. I heard her song. It was really good. Oh, sure. Like, sure. I really like her, but it's like there's great queens. There's queens you want to see compete again, and there's like a lot of queens I love. Where I'm like, I don't really need to see you compete again. Um, like Cheryl Hole. I yeah. I don't really need to see Cheryl Hole compete again, but I think she's great. Right. You'll go to her show. Yeah, I would go to Cheryl yeah. Hole's show. Yeah. Yeah. Cheryl um, Hole. Cheryl Hole show. <laughs> Cheryl, Cheryl, come to Queens. Go to, you know, Icon or Albatross and Colin will be there. I'll be so. there and I'll, you know, I'll I'll tip a bitch. Yeah. yeah. Tip a you'll right be there over. with you'll be there with holes on. I yeah, I will. I will. You know, they tell me there's a there's a big hole at a bar. Well, you know. It's usually all I need to hear. Put all my right, scuba right. mask on and you oh, know, go God. spelunking. <laughs> What the heck is a rim job? Yeah. Um, that's a hey, goal. How did you say? How did, hey, hey, gals. Hey, gals. Oh, hey, gals. Gals. Yeah, hey, yeah. gals. 
Gettles. Um, gettles. <laughs> what was the thing that Vivian says? Uh, gales. Gales. Oh, gales. Gales. Yeah. Gales. Gales. Uh, any other any other awards? Any other things that uh, stick out to you that we need to just remember? Um, I mean, I think maybe it's just kind of honorary awards to Graham Norton and Alan Carr for being mm. kind of perfect additional judges, um, fitting in the same way Ross Matthews and Carson Kressley did. Sure. Uh, they were just like such a great choice. And I, I hope, I know there's going to be a second season, but hopefully they're both back because like, I think that there are people who probably feel like, oh, this should be hosted by like a British drag queen or like by British hosts who bring that perspective. And it's like, okay. well, it's, it's Rue's show. And I think I like that Michelle's involved, but to have them both involved, we saw how that worked out in this episode. Like you got that perspective of like, well, here's what you're missing, Michelle. Uh, and so I, I just appreciate their inclusion on the show and that they like, you know, kept it 100 as Julie Caliente would say. Sure. Yeah. I, you know, I, it's interesting when RuPaul and Michelle are involved in the judging, like when that was announced for the UK, it gave it legitimacy more than Thailand had because it was like, mm-hmm. oh, RuPaul's not going to be on it. So it's not really drag yeah, race. It's just kind of like, it, yeah, it's like, oh, they're just going to open another orange theory somewhere. It's just a franchise. Yeah. And how, and how wrong that is because drag race Thailand is impeccable. Uh, we impeccable. can't say enough about it. It, it is bears so repeating. <laughs> what I consider to be the single best episode of drag race ever is Drag Race Thailand season one, The Royal Fire. The Royal Fire. It's the best Absol- episode. Absolutely. Best episode. The best, best episode. episode. And, and a close second is the finale of season two. That is really great. I mean, I, I, and I think, you know, it just bears mentioning the lip sync from the musical episode. Okay. Is, we, uh, is, <laughs> is, I mean, Hall of Fame moments of Drag yes. Race. I, like, yes. n- nothing has, even thinking about it, I was talking about it because John's watching Drag Race season two now of Drag Race Thailand. And he hasn't gotten to the musical episode yet. And I was like, I can't oh, you're even, waiting. Yeah, I was like, I can't right. even talk to you about it because I'm going to get emotional. Like, right. It's right. It's so good. Ugh. Ugh, drag race talent. So, Mary, there's two other drag races that are going to happen without RuPaul. So I wonder how that momentum is going to be. I think it's going to be big in Canada because you do have Brooklyn Heights on oh, the panel. Oh, I love that. I th- I just I I just can't not love that. You know, Brooklyn Heights is great. I feel like she was on a season with some other really huge personalities, but she's a great queen. And I just, I think this is such a great, like, long tail story for her that she gets to host Drag Race Canada. Absolutely. And then, obviously, the very controversial drag race that's going on in Germany with Heidi Klum. No, wait a minute. I don't think I fully had my uh, finger on that wiener schnitzel. Is that, is that, that is, and it's actually Drag Race Germany and she's hosting? Or is it a drag competition show that she's hosting? So, uh, do you want to Google that? Make sure. Do you want to do a little? Yes, it is. It is. It is. The Germany is poised to get its own drag queen competition. So I don't believe that it is. uh, Yes, it's the show is called Queen of Drags. Yeah, as I thought, it was a different franchise, but like a drag competition show. Um, Yeah. I'm so excited about that, though, because German drag queens, 
I mean, I'm just thinking of like Hungry. You know, like what? Oh, what oh else my are they gonna, god! You know, but they they don't have. I mean, Hungry's not. I don't. It would be weird if Hungry was a judge because I just feel like Hungry is way beyond the paradigm of a competition. But uh, well, even Hungry though she was, was a guest on Drag Race Thailand, I know. So you're right. So you're right. Yeah. But yeah, I think um, I know Conchita Worst is one of the judges, uh, and. Uh, do you know who that is? I do. Yeah, she won Eurovision, right? That's right. That's yeah. right. Bearded, bearded yep. queen. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, this Bill Cowlitz. Oh man, don't don't come for me, Marys. I don't know who that is. Uh, um, is another. He's the lead singer of Tokyo Hotel. Oh, I've heard of he, that. Yeah. And he's gonna be another judge. Is this K O W A L C Z U K? I'm sorry. You Kowalt? have to spell that. Kowalczyk? Is, it, is that... I'm just typed in... It's K-A-U-L-I-T-Z. Oh, I, I don't know who Bill Kowalczyk is. K-A-W... Keep spelling that for me. K-A-U-L-I-T-Z. -U. Oh, I found it. Found it. Sorry. I wonder who Bill Kowalski is. Can we all go on that journey for a second? <laughs> Bill Kowal... I can't even remember what I searched. I'm over it. <laughs> anyway. Well, look at Bill Kowalczyk. Very I'm attractive. calling it. Um, but Bill anyway, it's interesting because Heidi Klum, obviously Mary, were Project Runway fans. And Klum has been, you know, a huge uh, drag fan in the past. She is also, I think, known for her really impeccable Halloween costumes. But yeah, there's a lot of controversy because it's, it's you know, it's like, why would you have a non-drag queen hosting a drag competition? Yeah, I... Uh, I hear that. I um, I just want to let everyone know that Bill Kowalczyk is a real estate agent. Um, so I hear that. I think it's strange that she's the host. I feel like, I mean, if I don't know, I it's tough because I kind of feel like isn't Conchita worst a big enough star that she could just be the host? I know, I know. I it's I it's probably you know in a way to mainstream it again and grab a different audience. And you know who knows? M maybe our German Marys can chime in. And anybody that, that has thoughts on this, I know that there are a lot of negative thoughts. But I wonder what the pro thoughts are for Heidi Klum being the main host. Is it just the draw of the name? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I. I I don't know. I, I don't know. It's a, I did not even realize. I remember this, but it was kind of off my radar. I've only been really thinking about Drag Race Canada and Drag Race Australia, which I'm mm. so I didn't know about. I didn't know about uh, Drag Race Australia, Mary. That's exciting. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's happening. I'm so, so excited, mostly because it's like I feel like I'm wondering, you know, it's like, oh, I wonder if I'll get the references. Like I'm and if it is, I kind of feel like. If it does what Drag Race UK does, where if it kind of honors certain traditions or certain like styles of humor in Australia, then I'm really, really excited. I'm ho and I'm insisting to the universe that there is some Kath and Kim reference or guest judges or something Kath and Kim related because that is like some of the best drag in Australia. Mm, oh, for sure, for sure. There's I. I mean, we we have yet to talk about it on this podcast, but even Camp Wanakiki. Is I believe that's Australian. Am I wrong? I uh, beats me, Mary. Uh, I know there is a show from New Zealand. It's not Camp Wanakiki. Camp Wanakiki. We hold Camp you Wanakiki, in our hearts. We hold you in, in our hearts. hearts. And when we think about I, you. Uh, 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 uh. Um. Well, I am here, 
at Camp Wanakiki's website. No, they are not. It is not UK. Absolutely not. No. Oh, um, sorry. I li- it's, it's it's not Aussie. I should say. I'm stupid. I'm so stupid. Sorry, Marys. Well, they're going to be. A, don't press send. <laughs> there's going to be. Yeah, don't press send. There's going to be a watch. Uh, watch the season two trailer. There's going to be a season two. Um, yes, that's right. And it says on their website, "Let's eat, drink, and be merry this summer at Camp Wanakiki." Uh, we, uh, Colin, we. I, I'm just going to put it out there. We. We should have at least one episode where we just kind of talk about it. If if there's time, if there's time. I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know that uh, All Stars, right? All Stars is supposed to start in December. Is mm-hmm. that what, that's what I heard. Is that what you heard? That, well, that's the the little picture, a little ad you sent me said December. So um, yes. I don't know anything more about it. I haven't seen anything on the subreddits about it. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know when we'll squeeze it in. We just got out of doing a minimum of three episodes a week. So... Uh, I, I am very excited to have a few weeks of <laughs> shifting down a little before we go into the high season of All Stars 5, season 12. Um, yeah, 2020. It's just going to be, you know, uh, high season. It's And the high season for All Right Mary, our listeners go up. It's going to be real busy. Yeah, I think it'll be, I'm, I'm excited for the cast of All Stars 5, I will say. Uh, that cast is really great. Well, we'll probably have a, a sort of meet the queens or anticipations episode, if you will, for All Stars Five. So you Maybe. know who's on All Stars Five. Well, there's all the rumors. Uh, even like the RuPaul's Drag Race dot fandom dot com wiki mm-hmm. kind of has them. Um, so let's talk about that real quickly. This is all allegedly rumors. Rumors have often been wrong, but. W- what are some of the queens? Who are some of the queens you've heard are on All Stars Five? Uh, well, what's interesting about this wiki article is that it does not include Miss Cracker, and I am, I am, I I believe Miss Cracker is going to be on All Stars Five. Oh wait, no, oh there she is, there she is. Okay, okay, thank God. I was like, what? Why isn't she on this list? Okay, so uh, do you want me to just list the ones, Mary? Skip ahead if you don't want to know who's on All Stars Five. Cool. All right. Cool. Uh, Shea Coulee. Uh, are, are you reacting? I'm just quietly reacting as I listen. Okay. Uh-huh. Angina. Oh, finally. Ms. Cracker. Oh. Mayhem Miller. Mayhem did you do Miller. The, did you do the eyes? Is that what you did? I did. I just did the dramatic <laughs> eyes. Yeah. Uh, Mariah Balenciaga. Oh, finally. Juju B. That's the one I, had, I did hear about. India Farah. Wow, and I love it. It's such a bold choice because she's supposedly a great queen. And not a contact sport. Yes. Um, Derek Berry. Well, she's going to be great TV. <laughs> Blair St. Clair. Oh, Blair, Blair St. Clair. Yes, I love that. And then one that I'm really excited to see what happens. I don't think she's going to go far, but I'm just so happy she's back on. Alexis Mateo. Oh, wow. Alexis Mateo. I feel like she's, I don't know, she'd be one of those queens who I think has evolved. I don't know, I think. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. I feel like she's been winning some pageants on her own. Um, well, that's super exciting. That's a great cast. I love that they're going back to the earlier seasons and, you know, not just picking all these, like, season 10, season 11 queens. I think this is great. Right. Yeah, agreed, agreed. I mean, granted, you know, three of them are from season 10, but that's okay. <laughs> that's all right. I mean, I I guess that's true, right? Miss Cracker, Mayhem. Who's the other one? Uh, Blair St. Clair. Blair St. Clair. Okay, I take it back. <laughs> um, well, there's no season 11, Queens. 
That's right. There's no season 11 queens. Good. Give them a year off. Give them a year um, off. Yeah. My my early, uh, I don't know what I'm fucking talking about. Predictions are top three, Ms. Cracker, Shea Coulee, Jujubee. Those are my top three. Yeah. I, I don't know what. To, I need to watch the first episode because I feel like we could do that same thing if we had, to, if we were in the same timing of like having a sense of who's on all stars too and making predictions at this point, neither of us would have predicted Tatiana to be what she was. No. You know what I mean? Right. Cause That's that right. was an example of like, Oh, a growth story. And so yeah. I like, I'm, I'm kind of like, yeah, but what if India Farah goes to the end? You know what I mean? Mm. Cause we're, all yeah. we remember is India Farah from like a gazillion years ago, you know? Um, right. Right. You know, it, it's a different time. Yeah, we'll see. And, you know, Blair St. Clair, obviously, she I mean, she left really early. So, yeah. uh, you know, there there's a moment for her. She, I know she has a big uh, fan base. So I know that also helps a queen on the show. But, uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm super excited about it uh, in, in the sense of the cast. Obviously, All-Stars, whenever we recap All-Stars, we just have to remember that this is a platform for all of them. And to not get so tied up and upset and emotional about when queens go home or if queens are robbed because they're all in on the joke. Yeah. Does anyone remember what happened in All Stars 4? Because I don't. Like, let <laughs> well, me just name that gun. now. Well, sure. <laughs> what you want to do. Um, yeah. But it's like, you know, all of those moments of like, Shock sending Manila home, sending Manila home, and like, oh, and so you know, good. Naomi's canceled, blah blah blah. <laughs> so all good. of that is just like over. They're all That's fine. Right. They're but, all fine. But you know, girl, <laughs> we're gonna get into the thick of it, and we're gonna get invested, and mm. we're gonna have feelings, and we're gonna talk about it for like an hour and a half every week. So yes, and we will be having, and knock on wood, Marys, but we will be having a live show. Towards the end of All Stars 5. So look out for announcements when the season starts. We'll tell you which city it's going to be in. It's all happening. There will be merch. There will be, you know, an interview or two. And it will be a live recap episode. And I'm excited about it. Yeah, I I think it's going to be great. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited and I'm excited. Yeah, and, the, you know, we're saying this to our stick-around Marys, you know, because our stick-around Marys, you're, it's still stick-around season. It's not, you it know. It is still stick-around season. It's not fair-weather Marys or the, sure. you know, the yeah, free skate Marys. Seasonal yeah. Marys, you know, the pumpkin spice Marys. Right, right. And we love seasonal Marys. But yeah. the stick-around Marys, you know, you always need that dopio espresso. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So there's yeah. stick-around Marys, pumpkin spice Marys. Um, only Marys. And then only Marys. <laughs> and Matreons. Yes, Matreons. Ugh. God, we have such a good time on Matreon. We do. I, I Matreon is so, and Only Marys is great because it's such like a, a little like you know. Oh, hair down, hair talk down. About, yeah, I don't talk know about politics. Listening. Talk about our lives. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's great. Yeah, it's great. Uh, I feel like that's like the for the that's like the high level because with Patreon, and this is like a tangent for anyone listening. It's like well, you're all you all right now. If it's uh, what, right after the show aired in the BBC, you're all Matreons. So yeah. we did a $10 level. We're like, oh, we're going to do videos every month. And then it just like wasn't really feeling sustainable or like what and we people wanted weren't to do. Really, people, people weren't really, really watching, watching them, them yeah. either. So it was yeah. just like, well, why are we doing this? But I think so what we're doing now, and we'll like change the description on Patreon, but if you do the $10 level, you get an additional bonus episode that is 
way more of like all right mary untucked like we there's no there's no censoring there's no like oh topics we don't talk about like yeah we went yeah. in on on the megan mccain nina west monet exchange yep. controversy mm-hmm. uh we just recently had an episode where you know you talked about some of the things that you've been doing and mm-hmm. some new news in my life um and yeah talking about movies and things uh but you know as things come up those hot topics those nuance episodes are are moving over to only marys yeah the real hot topics that we that you know that I wish we had this in, during season 10. I'll tell you what. Um, the real hot topics <laughs> will get talked about on the Only Mary's episode, which is the $10 level on Patreon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And obviously, you know, we know that things are expensive. Um, so uh, do, uh, you know, c- contribute what you can. Um, it helps keep the lights on and All Right, Mary. It helps us, uh, you know, continue to do what we're doing and, and have the you know the support and the motivation mm-hmm. to keep doing it because obviously we want to know that people want to keep hearing us so. yeah and i think you know just to to you know the, the, it is sort of a weird topic of putting a paywall on things but the way that i see it is there's totally shit that comes up on this show either things we're responding to or things we want to talk about in our own lives that we don't necessarily want to feel as exposed to anybody who's Thousands of people. Thousands of people. I'd rather it just be the folks who are like, you know, our our intimate audience, our folks who like we've been with us or who connect with us or are down to pay 10 bucks to get that much more of us. It's okay. Then I feel safe letting you see that side of me. Um, And I think it's just, you know, it's the nature of the beast. So uh, they do the same thing in porn. You don't get to see the butthole until you pay the tokens. (laughs) So if you want to see our buttholes, it's patreon.com backslash only Mary's. (laughs) Ten dollar level buttholes every month. Oh God, Mary, you're gonna give them all the wrong idea. Well, they'll all subscribe. <laughs> we'll at least get a month worth of Patreon. Oh my just God. kidding. I'm just kidding. He's um, kidding. Yeah, our emotional buttholes. <laughs> I'm all closed up over here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just gaping. Um, oh Jesus, gaping. Day that oh. ends with why. So, uh, you know. <laughs> Day that ends with why. That's dirty, Mary. All right. I know. I know. Um, well, I, I let's kind of end our discussion. Any final thoughts before we do our outro on Drag Race UK debut season? Uh, it has been a pleasure, and uh, I will miss the opportunity to do my accents, but uh, the show must go on, and uh, I'll save them for Drag Race Canada, where all I'll know how to say is, sorry, sorry. Um, or Australia, where I'll often say, oh, McCain, you've done it again. <laughs> you know, for for an all-star season, you could very well just do regional accents in the U.S., Mary. Oh, you know, I would love that. I, I would love, you know, I really, I wish that I was like Amanda Kaczynski. I wish I could just do those I nuanced know. little voices for Ugh, everybody. So good. I just don't have that kind of range. I can hold a note, but I can't Ugh, promise I'll, I, I won't Ugh. drop it at some point. <laughs> I I know that I have uh, a pretty shoddy but sometimes good Midwestern accent because I lived there for eight years, so I know I have I can you, I can break that out I can go back there. Drag Race um, Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> drag Race Chicago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chicago's Drag Race. Yeah. Shea Coulee's from Chicago. That's so, you right. Know, yeah. Oh Shea Coulee, Shea Coulee oh, from Shea. Chicago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, they got that Tranica Rex. 
<laughs> oh, oh God! They have uh, is is it Tranigorex who has that podcast? Oh, it's yes. so good. Have you? Yeah, listened to that I yet? just stumbled on it recently, but I didn't. I haven't listened to it. So oh, give it a, give it a whirl, Mary. Give okay. it a whirl. Yeah, it's uh, very entertaining. Um, entertaining. Um, all right. So, Marys, if you have any thoughts on this Drag Race UK finale episode on the season, any superlative awards, any moments that you want to share that you loved and never want to forget, uh, please reach out to us at All Right Mary on Twitter, or you can email us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com, or you can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com or www.tasteofreality.com backslash allright-mary and let us know your thoughts there. Of course, if you want, you can follow me on Instagram. I'm at Johnny also or on Twitter at Johnny also one. And you can find more of me sans accent on In the Details, a celebration of nuance or Best Supporting Podcast, a celebration of Best Supporting Actresses with Nick Kachanoff. And you can get more of me on Twitter at Colin Drucker, Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore, and you can get more of both of us, including our buttholes, uh, <laughs> on patreon.com backslash all right, Mary. Yeah. And for Matreon, we have for the month of December, I'm really excited to to parse out some of these Matreon movies because we are taking a holiday theme and picking four or five movies that uh, are holiday movies. Um, obviously, last year we did a Diva's Christmas Carol to kind of cap things uh, off. But uh, this year, all month, we will be doing holiday movies. And I'm excited to make that list with you. We know what we're ending with. And yes. I don't know if we're going to say that yet. Maybe Let's we should save wait. It. Yeah, I, I kind of like, you know, I like that last year we put out a Diva's Christmas Carol on Christmas. Yeah. I, I, you know, spoiler alert, we'll probably put it out on Christmas, but, <laughs> uh, you know, Christmas Eve, who knows? Keep you guessing. Um, or Boxing Day. Bats. Yeah, Boxing um, Day. That's uh, right. Yeah, but, um, or Hanukkah, because it's just all overlapping this year. Um, That's right. But yes, we have, we do need to fill out the list. I'm very excited. Yeah. So we have just did, uh, this week we had Mermaids. Next week for Thanksgiving, we're going home for Purim with yes. For Your Consideration, uh, which is a very, very nuanced Christopher Guest movie. Christopher Guest is amazing in that movie. Oh, um, he's so great. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, stick around for some Matrons during December. Obviously, we'll have uh, some Free Skate Mary episodes before the All-Stars 5 season for you to look out for. Mm -hmm. uh, but otherwise, Mary's, uh, thanks so much for listening and thanks for your support. Our last chance lip sync this week, we thought we would bring it all full circle from the start of the season to the end to the whole theme of the finale of confidence. So this is confidence. 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 <laughs> so this I gotta is... squeeze it in before it's all over. Confidence. Gotcha. Okay, I'm done. God, like blood from a stone. Yeah. Um, this is uh, Confident by... Demi Lovato. Yeah. Demi Lovato. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And um, we are Perfect confident song. that you will enjoy it. So um, here it is. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Mary. What's wrong with being? What's wrong with being? What's wrong with being confident? What's wrong with being? What's wrong with being? What's wrong with being confident? It's time to.
to get the change.